Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, live from the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios, part of the Believe in Buzz Radio Networks, where you can hear us on 106.7 in Central Arkansas. All live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark. I am Porter Hayes, and alongside me is Adam Hall, and we are also brought to you by Bet Online. Continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And joining us now via the Meadows Lumber Hotline is Russell Paulson. I hope I didn't butcher that last name um, from Autograph. Um, There's a lot of questions surrounding Autograph, what this is, a new app, fan-based app where fans can join gather points, and a lot of the perks. So, first off, appreciate you coming on, and I'll leave the floor to you to kind of give a how you started, famous quarterback who kind of co-founded it, and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. yeah, well, first of all, thank you both for having me on, Porter and Adam. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, coming to you live from Santa Monica, California. And, uh, yes, uh, my name is Russell. I am the uh, lead of community here at Autograph. And uh, to your point, yes, we were co-founded by the legend himself, Mr. Tom Brady, uh, about three years ago. And uh, really, you know, once Tom was thinking about the end of his career and what he wanted to do next, you know, he had always envisioned, um, you know, creating something where he could kind of give back to the fans and uh, also sort of enhance like the storytelling aspect of, you know, the fan experience and the relationship that, that fans have with players or even a team, or even an entire league in the sport in general. So that's kind of the genesis of how Autograph got started. Uh, like I said, this was about three years ago. And uh, originally what we were doing was we were releasing a lot of digital collections and NFTs um, with some of the, the largest IP in the sports world. So Tom himself, Gronk was in there. Uh, you can think of Wayne Gretzky, Derek Jeter, Tony Hawk. And so what we were doing is we were releasing collections with these athletes, and then a lot of them were also tied to some really cool fan utilities. So for Tony Hawk, for example, if you had a collection of his NFTs, you also got a signed skateboard. Uh, Probably the coolest example, if I can relate it to Tom, was uh, his final season. We had a season-long program with him where anyone who had his season ticket uh, got the opportunity to go down to Tampa after he retired and run routes with Leonard Fournette and Gronk, and literally catch passes with Tom. That's cool. <laughs> it was pretty, that, that's pretty, pretty bucket list stuff. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. So, you know, that that kind of just to set the stage of, like, wanting to sort of enhance and revolutionize the fan experience, reward fans, bring them closer to the pink people that they love. And that's kind of what led us here today and why we're talking, because uh, in the fall, I want to say around late September, early October, we launched our Autograph Fandom Rewards app. 
And so what the app does is we went specifically without going too crazy. We just wanted to target one school. So Tom went to Michigan. We decided to start at the university of Michigan. And essentially what the app does is we had the idea that we wanted to take this idea of rewarding fans beyond just like a collection or purchasing one product and having one experience, but, but creating an immersive platform that rewarded people for their unrecognized fans, acts of fandom, if you will. So the way we look at it is every single day, people do things like read blogs, they listen to this podcast, they're listening to the radio, they're on Twitter, they're consuming content constantly because they're diehards. You got diehard Razorback fans, right? Every day, these people are following the baseball team, the basketball team, whatever it might be. So we wanted to create a place where we were able to track rank and reward people for those acts of fandom that we felt were going unrecognized outside of maybe going to the game or getting to meet the player or getting a piece of memorabilia. There aren't many ways that you can kind of have that, you know, that gratification and that reward for your fandom. And so we created an app to solve that problem and start rewarding fans. So obviously we picked a good horse in the fall, Michigan ran the table, Mm -hmm. won it all. Uh, You know, sometimes it works out that way. I guess maybe that's a little bit of Tom's magic himself. But essentially what the app is, is it became a one-stop shop for everyone who wanted to consume Michigan content. It was all in one place. So all the blogs, all the podcasts, and then we even had a user-generated, what we call the fan zone, where people could also share and contribute their own content, whether it was stuff that they were seeing on YouTube or whatever. So that went incredibly well. And what's great is that each time someone engages with content on the app, they get points for it, okay? So as you get more points, you level up, you climb the leaderboard, and then that unlocks the opportunity to get rewarded for it. And so an example of a reward that we did was think about the Rose Bowl, Alabama, Michigan, really hot ticket, two iconic programs. One ticket was probably going north of $800. We were given fans pairs of tickets for $500, and they wow. got those as a result of their place on the leaderboard in the in the app for the Michigan community. That, that's cool. Yeah, and I'd seen, you know, where even having the app, you have, you know, the Ar- going into the Arkansas part of it, at Arkansas at Kentucky, and there's other sites and other teams starting. So, you know, you said it. When the day of we're streaming as king and everybody's wanting, you know, you got to get Netflix and Hulu, and now they're talking about ESPN partnering with Time Warner to get just one platform to have a lot of these sports, you you kind of transition to autograph and having that one place where you don't have to get out of this app to go to this article. Everything's right there. And to be honest, how somebody has not kind of figured this out beforehand, uh, it, it's kind of crazy. But you know, you, you made it work, and we're, we're proud to be a part of part of this autograph process as well. Yeah, I mean, we're certainly proud and excited to have you guys as partners. And I was just listening to your last episode in the app before I got here. And to your point, yes, this is about the fact that we've been able to finally launch our Arkansas community, which is great. I only said all that about Michigan just to say that we wanted to make sure that we did it right and we had a product that users wanted before we took it to the next level and we were able to onboard and bring in new communities and ultimately reward more fans. So you're exactly right. You can almost think of it as an aggregator of like, you know, whether it's your Apple news or maybe beforehand there were people like Bleacher Report that were grabbing a bunch of articles from around the web. 
And, you know, it has the audio component, right? It has the blog component. But we really think being able to track people and reward them by giving them points for every act of fandom that they take within the app really allows people to prove their fandom, as we like to say, and then subsequently get rewarded for it. So we couldn't be more thrilled to have Arkansas on board. We're super excited. I know you guys got a hell of a baseball team. We want to do a lot of fun stuff. Uh, hopefully you guys make it to the World Series again. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really, to your point, what we're looking to do. We're doing, obviously, a lot of tickets right now. We're getting ready for the tournament. And uh, we're really excited to send fans to those games because, you know, sometimes it's a triple digits to get in the door, right? Yes. And maybe you even see it's like 80 bucks and then you go to check out and actually it's 130 and you don't even know what happened. You know what I mean? And we're trying to fight against that. We're trying to give the power back to the fans. We're trying to democratize that experience a little bit, sort of fight against the fan industrial complex, if you will. And so, yeah, to your point, we're dropping pairs of tickets to a handful of games, even just this week on the app. Um, pairs of tickets going for 32 bucks. We're trying to get true fans, true fan pricing, get them in the arena, reward them for their fandom. And the app has been a great place for us to do it. So we're excited to be able to bring that to the, uh, to the Razorback community. You know, having the articles and the podcasts and what have you, you know, all the different outlets, is there going to be, which I know this is, you know, relatively new in the sense, but is there going to be like any tie-ins to say other social media outlets to bring some of that content into it, say from X or um, wherever that may be, just the more instant gratification, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. I got to give a shout out to our dev team. It feels like every week they're releasing some incredible new features and they've been building on the fly as we've been going out and building relationships with people such as yourself and getting fans in the communities. Uh, we definitely have a lot of plans for doing that. I would say in the immediate already, what fans can do is they can share their favorite tweets or maybe their favorite YouTube videos or things like that directly onto the fan zone. That then sort of aggregates all of that other content that maybe to your point isn't covered by some of the more traditional blogs or podcasts, but it kind of rounds out the ecosystem. And then each time a fan does that, they earn points for doing that too. So they're mm -hmm. getting, you know, points for contributing to sort of the conversation within the Arkansas community. And yeah, features will be continuing to come out because there might be some more sort of holistic implementations mm -hmm. for some of those other platforms. So some of that stuff automatically gets sucked in. And we're always looking for people too that are diehards and know the Arkansas community super well that can help curate that experience for us because they know what the community is going to want to see if they download this is the ultimate Arkansas app, like it better have this, this, and this, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They know the inside jokes. They know what you guys are talking about um, because it's beautiful when you have a system like that because those people such as yourself or just other diehard fans that might be listening right now, you're going to know your community way better than we ever can all the way out in LA. So we want to give you people the tools to be able to create that ultimate community experience mm -hmm. for yourselves. So, so kind of like you just basically set the foundation for the fan base and then it's up to us podcasters, bloggers, writers, and fans to kind of make it what it is, to make it its own essential ecosystem, I should say. And it, that's kind of a cool aspect of it because you're not going to, say, Michigan and it's that looks the same and it acts the same as Arkansas. You're getting a different feel everywhere you go and – you talk about this fan zone, and I think it'd be cool to 
have fan zone contests like say Michigan versus Arkansas or you know if the Kentucky fan base is playing the Arkansas fan base I mean again you have a team that I'm sure is thinking of those things already but I think it would be cool to have something like that you have rivals you know have a rival zone just so much that can really go into this app and really just blossom yeah totally it's funny I was kind of just having a a conversation along those similar lines today that People love a little friendly or maybe not so friendly competition. You know what I mean? That's why we started out with the leaderboard so you can compete within the Arkansas community to see who the biggest Razorback fan is, right? But even to your point of like, all right, we're going to have this weekly challenge between us and Kentucky this week. You know, whoever it might be, someone else from the SEC, or maybe as you guys get further in the baseball season, there's another big team that's ranked, and you want to have a competition with that other community. And maybe there's some ticket prizes and some packages for the World Series on the line or whatever it might be. But, yeah, we really – I would expect every community to have its own different flavor. You know what I mean? No two fan bases are alike. Everyone's got their traditions. Everyone's got the things that they love that they don't love. And that's what really – you know, we're all about, like, giving ownership back to the fans of that community. You know what I mean? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the beautiful thing about being able to earn points for everything you do and really just start to take pride in what you're cultivating. Um, within the app and we really want to expand ultimately too to people getting credit for checking into a game at a stadium you know what i mean take it beyond just using the phone but maybe it's even just a watch party at the local bar whatever it is you know we want people anything that you're doing to support the razorbacks we want you to be able to get rewarded for it that's really cool and and i know we're talking about prizes and stuff and a very hot commodity with the new football game coming out you know that would be one of those hey look you know you got this. We got a copy of the game. Boom on us. That that just that'd be a crazy, crazy deal, you know. But yes, you you said it. Kind of like you go to stadiums now, and you have the QR codes where you can take a picture of you at the stadium, and then you upload it to their right, jumbotron. Right. You're yeah, seeing yeah. all those things. I mean, fans now are having more of a say on you know because you would never thought that the the fans are getting put on the jumbo train. It's kind of funny in a way. It's like a Walmart <laughs> checkout. You know, the, you don't have a team looking for the fans. The fans are doing the work themselves. So, again, with, with this app, it's kind of funny how, you know, man, it's like the, the fans are getting the reins and then they're getting rewarded for it as well. Yeah, we want to, you know, it's, it's to your point, it's fun to do the Jumbotron stuff. But outside of maybe that quick dopamine hit from being on the big screen, I mean, that's that. And then you just kind of go on with it. Like, what if there was a way to, like, get a little bit more out of that experience? Yep, exactly. You know what I mean? And even retroactively. Like, if you've got old ticket stubs or if you've got photos of yourself at the games from last year, like, we want to be able to create a place where, like, you can upload those and get proof of attendance and points for those, too. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to just start now. Like, this fandom's been running deep for a long time. And so, you know, with each passing week, it feels like, you know, we've got fun stuff that we're adding, and we just kind of revamped our uh, our point structure, and now we're calling them coins. We've got levels, and basically just, you know, with each thing that you do on the app, you're able to sort of level up and get into a new tier, and, uh, you know, the users are loving it. And what's great about having a conversation like this with you guys or even just anyone within the community is, like, you're going to tell us to your point, like, hey, maybe, you know, a cover of that new video game is, is going to be some fun. Or maybe it is going to be, you know, more baseball than basketball this year for whatever reason, you know. So it's great to have the open, constant communication because you guys know what the authentically awesome rewards are. And, uh, you know, that's what we want to give the people. 
how many schools currently um, are y'all a part of and how many, let's say this year are y'all looking to go into? Yeah, I think we are coming up just at about 60. I think we want to have 68 heading into the tournament and we want it to continue to expand. Obviously right now we're leaning in pretty heavily to college sports and we're going to continue to do so. Um, that's where a lot of our roots are. And of course we know kind of football is like a 24 seven 365 type of thing. Now mm -hmm. across the board, there's so much craziness going on with the NIL and what we're really trying to do too, is kind of find productive ways to partner with the collectives to support their efforts too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of the, a lot of the conversations we've had, you know, people are talking about donor fatigue and, you know, we're just trying to be able to create a way where maybe the interaction that fans are having with their team within our app can lead to us maybe, you know, providing some contributions or donations or other type of support while also maybe facilitating some cool player experiences too, mm -hmm. whether it's like the merchandise or just like, you know, I think we did like a 10 person zoom with Blake Corum last year. We did like a signing session with JJ McCarthy at the M den, which is their big, you know, sort of student mm -hmm. soar. So there's definitely an opportunity like that across the board with any of the sports that fans would want within the Arkansas ecosystem too. It's just a matter of knowing like what people want and then going out and acting, you know, within the best mm -hmm. interest of not only the players and the collective, but the fans too, to sort of create that holistic experience. Have you seen any challenges with NIL with, you know, you're talking about dealing with, you know, universities and copyrights and being able to go in and get official merch and stuff have you received any backlash from that or, or not really backlash, but hurdles of trying to obtain certain things from certain schools or getting certain players? Because like I said, you got to go through these collective um, groups to even talk to anyone. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, on the licensing side, it's like a real knife fight out there. You know what I mean? Of course. But um, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, it, uh, the, the cliche term is like the wild west when it comes to the NIL stuff. And, you know, we want to, we want to approach it the right way in terms of, you know, there are collectives out there that, you know, are just trying to support the program and the players and, and do the right thing and, and are like learning on the fly because rules are changing all the time. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're just, we're also learning, you know, so mm -hmm. there have obviously definitely been challenges. Um, you know, it's not, we didn't go out and like strike a deal with the university of Michigan we went to all of the people that are covering the program, you know what I mean? And then we talked to the specific collective and did some fun stuff with the players that way. So maybe those opportunities will present themselves. Maybe they won't, but it's not going to prevent us from being able to tell the fan story and reward the fans for the, like I said, the acts of fandom that they're taking every day. But, you know, every day there's new challenges and there's new opportunities. You guys, I'm sure are aware of them too. And uh, it's just exciting to be a part of and, we're trying to take it head on. And, and leading into that, you know, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this, you know, baseball season, full swing, one of Arkansas's, you know, best programs, very popular. So now's the time to, you know, really start downloading the app, going to games, watching games. So common fan, you know, just kind of walk them through the process of, you know, downloading the app, using our promo code, the hog talk, and then, you know, how they start obtaining points. Absolutely. So you guys are going to share your own referral link, which is great. And then you guys are going to have your own code. It's already live hog talk. Great code. One of my <laughs> favorites I have to say. Uh, so, you know, when you share that with your fans, if you're listening, it, whether it's in the link in the bio, or maybe you guys also post it on your socials, the link should be there. 
super easy. Just download it. It's currently only for iOS, but Android will be coming in a matter of weeks. So we have a sign-up sheet for you there on the uh, download page as well. But then you just go to the App Store, hit click, and uh, you're off to the races. It's completely free. Just need to sign up with your email, create your username, input the HogTalk referral code, and then you'll automatically be prompted to join the Arkansas community. And we invite you to check it out. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us. As soon as you sign up, you'll be getting an email from us with a little bit more information. But you'll guys will see it's just sort of a, a regular feed with all of the content. As soon as this is up, this, this episode is going to be in there too. Um, and then you'll notice that each time as you either read an article or listen to a podcast, you'll see a, a little something flash up on the screen that says, hey, you earned 15 points for reading this article. You earned 25 points for listening to this podcast. And then you'll be able to track your acts of fandom over your lifetime on your profile page. And then most importantly, keep an eye out on the rewards page. There's a rewards portal in the app, and that's where we're going to be dropping offers, uh, you know, like maybe some upcoming tickets and a handful of other things. So, you know, we're, we're excited to get the Arkansas community off the ground and uh, looking forward to the listeners uh, hopping on because we're going to have right. a lot of fun. Well, and if fans are having a rough day, maybe they can have a little transfer portal where they can go be a fan of another school. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we're doing one more thing. I know, you know, it hasn't been the best year basketball-wise. I was listening to you guys lament about it a little bit on the last episode, but we are doing something very fun for the West Regional Finals. That's in our backyard, obviously, here in L.A. And uh, it's very simple, but it's a referral challenge. And so anyone who signs up and refers a friend is automatically entered into a sweepstakes to get flown out to L.A. to see the round of eight. I can't really say the official name because the NCAA will bleed me out. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about. So you can come out. We're going to put you up in a suite at Crypto.com Arena. Flights, hotels, food, all included. It is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience to go check out the tournament at Crypto.com here in L.A. Like I said, all you have to do is literally sign up and refer one friend, and you're automatically entered to win. The more referrals, the more chances you have to win. And then we're also going to send the t- overall top refer to bring a plus one to go in the same suite as well Man, to watch the awesome. games there in LA. So, you know, maybe, maybe the Razorbacks won't be there this year, but if you're a fan of the tournament, yeah. it's, Hey, if you got money exactly. on the games, like, I don't know, I don't know what people love, but <laughs> yeah. it could be fun regardless. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a fan of that team per se to go check it out and maybe win that opportunity. So, well, well Adam, you're going to be hosting well. the show. You're going to be hosting the show by yourself until April. So I can be, Eligible to uh, go be flying out there. So, <laughs> well, Russell, Get we really appreciate it. Get him out there, baby. Get him out there. It's That's easy. Right. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. We'll have you on again. Really, when this thing gets going, we'd love to have you on, you know, start of next season, you know, when football rolls around. Really, just because oh, yeah. I'm sure between now and then it's really going to ramp up. But again, after the show, you'll be able to click on our link to the autograph. It's live. Sign up today. For everyone, you sit there and it's refer. It's scrolling on the banner. There we go. All right. Let's so, go, baby. We'll have that There we scrolling. go. Hog talk. Come yes, on. Yes, sir. You have a good one, sir. Come Thank on. you so much. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Talk soon. Yes, Be sir. back anytime. Well, that was Russell Paulson from Autograph. I know it's a, it's a brand new app, but, man, listen, fans, when you really get this and download it, we've looked at it, downloaded it. Uh, Best of Arkansas Sports is one of our, you know, partners that are on this app with us. So, you know, 
all the best articles, all the best podcasts, all everything is at your fingertips. You don't have to get out of this Facebook page to go to this or this Twitter feed. It's almost like your your own Twitter feed at your hands, but in a content sense. So nothing but good things can come from this, and I just I can't wait for this whole thing to really blow up, Adam. I know with, with us doing this, we're kind of ineligible for some rewards, but you know. I, th- I think the aspect of it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I mean, I've been looking at it off and on. I've already looked at the leaderboard, seeing who's up there. But <laughs> hang on, dogs barking. No, you're good. We're live. <laughs> but it's one of those things. I think the leaderboard's really going to push a lot of folks to. Oh crap! Like this person's ahead of me, so mm-hmm. I'm going to start making some clicks and doing some things to uh, to get themselves up there. Does, does it say how many current fans there are? Does it, does it say that? I don't see a total fan okay. count, no. It shows me, like, where I'm at on the leaderboard for weekly, and then, it sh- there you know, it shows the, some of the others on there. Um, and then just some of the – it tells you, like you were saying, your activity, um, and then the madness. I think the madness portion – no, not an overall, but, you know, you do get a lot of information with the leaderboard and the activity, seeing what you've done the things you've clicked on, um, et cetera. So, and it tells you, you know, how many points you need until the next level. So, you know, I'm one of those people, especially coming from gaming and whatnot in a past life that, you know, you see that next level up and you're mm-hmm. doing what you oh, can yeah. to get to yeah. it. Yeah, you, you put the cheat code in. I'm all, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I think what a cool thing is too, man, because, listen, we've, we've heard fans, their biggest gripe is you see all these empty seats, all these seats that go to season ticket holders, mm-hmm. even regional, super regional, you look at softball games, you know, all the sports that Arkansas is popular at, it's going to give you an opportunity to go. Well, I mean, just let's go back to the Duke game per se. And if you had the chance to get two tickets to the Duke game for $100 for the pair, mm-hmm. if you were the top fan knowing that, I mean, you look at Texas coming into the league in, in football, you know, all these things that – you know, I got to give it to him. I mean, I'm, we, we just had him on, but I got to give it to the fact that people want to know what's in it for me. You know, what what is in mm-hmm. it for me if I really do this? But if you have the chance to really win a tickets to the game or behind-the-scenes passes or something like that, sideline passes, I mean, that, that's huge when it comes mm-hmm. to what you get as a fan for being a fan of this app. And I think once – Everybody starts downloading it and sharing it, of course, using our, our promo code right down there at the bottom of the screen. You know, that's going to be the thing that really takes off. Yeah, you know, it's it, you, we see all the different elements of the different social medias, but, you know, everything's its own entity. Mm-hmm. Or you have to click this to go somewhere else. And, you know, this really, as, you know, we've said time and time again, so to Russ, like, that, you know, it's really – your one-stop shop because I think that's what's been missing out there is you have to go into six different apps to get what you're looking for truly and now you've got something you've got your blogs your articles your podcasts your scores I mean you've literally got just about everything yeah well we're going to take a quick commercial break after the break I mean we're going to try to do the best we can to to pack the weekend that was into 30 minutes, and I'm telling you, between Trent Mark, uh, you know, battle, then you had Robin Heron's perfect game, Hagen Smith, 17 strikeouts, you know, the track and field team sweeping the SEC, 
championships. I mean, there's a lot to talk about uh, after the break, and we're going to start with baseball right after the break. Attention DOIers and home improvement enthusiasts. Are you searching for the right tools and supplies to tackle your next project? Look no further than Menner's Hardware Store. With locations in Ozark, Alma, and Clarkville, our vast selection of hardware and building materials is sure to have everything you need. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or building a new deck, most of our knowledgeable staff is always on hand to offer expert advice and guidance. And with our competitive prices and convenient online ordering, Metters Hardware Store is your one-stop shop for all your DIY needs. Business today, and let's build something amazing together. Are you in need of legal representation? Look no further than the offices of Robertson, Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson. As the oldest law firm in the River Valley, we have been serving our clients for over 100 years with locations in Ozark, Fort Smith, and Smith. Our experienced team of attorneys provide expert guidance and advocacy in a wide range of legal areas, including personal injury, family law, criminal defense, and more. Trust in our Harris history and experience to the results you deserve. Contact the law office of Robertson Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson today at 479-782-8813. That's 479-782-8813. Are you looking for a place to grab a cold drink and some delicious food? Look no further than Arkansas Brewing Company. Located at 201 South 1st Street in beautiful downtown Ozark, our establishment offers a wide selection of craft beers and tasty eats. But what sets us apart is our welcoming atmosphere and staff. At Arkansas Brewing Company, you'll always feel like part of the family. So visit Destiny and Christopher Brockett and staff today and see for yourself what makes us the go-to spot for locals and visitors alike. Arkansas Brewing Company, come for the drinks and stay for the friends. Searching for premium brewery products so it will take your daily routine to the next level? Look no further than Sterling Soap Company. Our handmade soaps, aftershaves, and balms are made with only the finest ingredients that give you the ultimate grooming experience. With a variety of scents to choose from, there's something for everyone. Plus, our products are crafted in small batches to ensure the highest level of quality. So why wait? Visit www.sterlingsoap.com or visit our retail store at 16 West Walnut Street in Paris, Arkansas. Shop our collection and discover the difference for yourself. Upgrade your grooming routine with Sterling Soap Company. And want to welcome you back to the Hog Talk podcast. And Adam, I don't know where you were uh, this weekend when it comes to uh, Razorback Athletics and how many of these performances you got to see. But I tell you what, this is one of the most jam-packed, successful weekends. You know, I can remember for a very long time, and including, you know, Battle's 42-point performance, couldn't come at a better time, really. really. Mm -hmm. When you look at just – the, the down year that the basketball team has, especially, you know, with the baseball team, you know, your your hopes for them. And, of course, Hagen Smith's first outing didn't go so well, comes back and, and sets a school record or ties a school record with 17 strikeouts uh, in Globe Life Field, taking two out of three down there. But, you know, overall, man, this was a very, very good weekend for Razorback Athletics. It definitely was. Um, I caught the majority – well, as much as I could, I won't say the majority. Um, obviously, the basketball game, two of the three baseball games, um, which the first one I listened to, the second two I watched. Um, but, you know, it, there was a lot going on. I watched in and out from the softball games. 
but there, there was just so much going on and we're in that time of year. I mean, yeah. you know, we put out the, the weekly schedules and you just look at it and you're just like, man, there's <laughs> so much going on. It's almost turned uh, into a two pager. <laughs> it is. And, you know, we've had those questions with basketball. Um, who's going to be that guy that shows up and, you know, it, it's been, you know, between basically Tremont Mark, uh, Makai Mitchell, and now Khalif Battle. Because, yep. you know, there's been some questions around Battle, whether it's been minutes or whatever the case may be. And, you know, this was the guy that I guess I've been waiting for this whole mm-hmm. this whole season. And, you know, we've seen it with L. Ellis in a game or two. It's like they're, they're finally having these moments that we've all been waiting on. And it just kind of sucks that it's, you know, all, you don't want to say too little too late because we still have the SEC tournament to go. But, you know, it, it's better late than never, I guess yeah. is a better way to put it. And, and you never know, though. You, you just never know. Arkansas goes on a run, and, and I've said this, and, and you probably know as well, you know, the committee, they really factor in those final ten games of that season. How did you finish mm-hmm. your final ten games of the season? You know, Arkansas goes on a run here and finishes out the season – you know, maybe winning six out of their last ten or seven out of their last ten, and then has a they have a really good showing in the SEC tournament. They ha- they have a chance to because we looked before the game, and Arkansas was right there. You know, so mm-hmm. you just never know where a team can get hot at the right moment. And I think that we were looking at the bracket of the SEC tournament if it started today. You know. Arkansas's got a pretty good draw, you know, and, and it's just when you get into that, how many games are you having to play in a row mm-hmm. to even consider getting, you know, chosen or getting selected in the, in the 68, but it could be too, a little too late, but you've got to give it to this team, even if it is, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of heart, a lot of kudos for turning this thing around and trying to really, that's what we talked about last week. We, we almost challenged like, all right, this is the go time. This is if you mm-hmm. you're getting to realize that this might be your last games, let's, let, let's flip the switch and turn it on. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And, you know, looking back, um, especially at Makai Mitchell, you know, ever since the Mizzou game where him and Musselman got into it on mm-hmm. the sideline, and there was all the outside chatter from fans and elsewhere. I mean, and we discussed it too, but I think making more of it than what it was. But since that moment, you know, he's been a man on a mission. And, you know, he's just been, except you know, the constant, almost constant double-double, you know, having two games back-to-back that were career highs, respectively. Um, So, you know, I and we talked about too, you know, maybe earlier in the year when there was a lot of uncertainty um, with who, what rotation was going to work, what group of guys was going to work, you know, going 12, 13 guys, which, you know, must has not done. He's always been seven, eight guys at max. And we started seeing, you know, at, at the Texas A&M game that dwindled to eight. And one of those eight only got seven, you know, so he really, you had seven guys and we saw it again against Missouri. And so it's kind of, I think it's finally just clicked on who those guys are going to be. And I think those are the the guys that we see for the rest of the season. And, you know, barring anything happening. Well, and and the good thing is you got Vanderbilt coming to Bud Walton Arena to Mm -hmm. really carry on that momentum because your last three games are going to be tough. You got Kentucky, LSU, and at Alabama. 
which we know that has become one of the games now that Arkansas circles on the schedule is that Alabama game. It being uh, away, but also three out of your next four games are, are at home. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, or no, two of the four, sorry. Um, I didn't see the ad on the Alabama Tuscaloosa, but, you know, you're, that's going to be the toughest part, I think, of it is your home go away, home go away. You know, you're back and forth. There's not really – you would think that almost would be a, a two-game stretch where you're, at, say, at LSU, LSU and then you just go to Alabama and, and prepare for the game. But it's – like I said, this is you got four games left. Mm-hmm. What, what do you want to make of it? You, and this is best, best, best case scenario – You've got yourself in a position. Just say you win all four of those games. I mean, you have yourself in a spot to now be 99 in the league. Mm-hmm. I think now you have to really – obviously, you want to just win out. Mm-hmm. You have, you I think you have to. You can't afford 20-point losses, mm-hmm. which we've seen too often this season. So, I think that would be a deal breaker this late in the season, seeing that. Um, so, you know, we've got some games coming up. I mean, at Kentucky, we saw what they did to us when game day came to town. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, um, they just, they need to play with the chip on their shoulder. You know, I kind of put it out there. Um, I think it was against A&M beforehand, you know, be the villain, be the spoiler for other teams, be the reason that some other team doesn't get into the tournament or has a, you know, whatever the case may be, be, be the bad guy, you know, start playing with that chip on your shoulder, start playing with a little bit of attitude and just finish this. You, you go back to the LSU game and that's where you say that, that 10 game stretch and you're looking at Mm -hmm. the final 10 games. Well, you lose three. So you could, you finish Again, we're talking best case scenario. You finish your last ten games at seven and three in your final ten. Then that puts you at nine and nine in conference and eighteen and thirteen overall. That that's not a bad resume. That's mm-hmm. not a bad resume at all because you do have that Duke game. You you know that win. Yeah. Uh, you do have some bad losses, but I'll tell you what, you know, and this is just an after, well, I wouldn't say an afterthought, but could you imagine, say, Arkansas does all of that and they were just needing like one big win mm-hmm. on their resume? Could you imagine if it could have come down to that Purdue game that didn't even count? Yeah. I, I, I oh, mean, I've, it, I've had that in my it, head. It's just, it's crazy times. to think that. You go on this run, you're like, man, if you could have counted that Purdue game to elevate mm-hmm. you from the first four out into, I know it's self-inflicted wounds and stuff like that, but, I mean, that would kind of be a hard pill to swallow that mm-hmm. a biggest win that like that, you can't even count on your resume because it was technically a charity exhibition game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then looking at, like, the potential, you know, final record of the regular season – you know, if that 18 wins is only, I think, one shy of last year's, yep. I believe it was. It was at 19 before the tournament. Um, so it's it's one of those things that, you know, like you're saying, I don't think it's too far off if we get to that point um, to be in the discussion at least. 
for whether it's the first four in or play in game, you know, whatever. I've I've been looking at some of the first team or first four in and the first four out. And, you know, some of the first four outs are come from pretty weak divisions, which also I know has been used in the talk of, hey, this is why we don't need to expand the NCAA tournament because look at these teams that you have, you know, on this bubble that, you know, don't typically aren't uh, basketball schools, if you will. Well, and and the thing on that case is like, you look, you're not getting, it's not like the semifinals we've had in the past in football where they're, they're blowouts. I mean, mm-hmm. you add more teams, you're getting a lot of good games. You're get you're just getting more upsets. I mean, that mm-hmm. that you could put eighty teams in this tournament, and I think you could still have a very good. It's not like bowl season where opt outs and watered down, meaningless games. Like mm-hmm. you're playing for a reason. You're you're that Cinderella team, UAPB or Alabama State or Wright State. These teams that get in for winning their conference. But also, you got to think about what about those teams that say go undefeated in conference play? They lose in their conference tournament. Now they're they're done because this team that's say sixteen and seventeen wins their conference tournament, their automatic bid's gone because they mm-hmm. kind of not got robbed. I mean, you got to win the games, but you know you extend it now. It gives a little bit of those teams a, a chance to get in the field and make some noise. And again, they wouldn't call it March Madness if it didn't cause right. any madness. And I think something like just piggybacking off what you just said is something that would hurt Arkansas in the sense of, um, let's say, a undefeated conference team doesn't win their conference tournament and it's a lower-tier team that wins it. You know, that's going to then hurt Arkansas when that team gets looked at for uh, the NIT. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to hurt Arkansas's chances in the NIT because they're going to take this better um, record team and put them in the NIT because they didn't win their or their conference. Well, so. we'll switch over to baseball. I know we said we were going to start the segment off, but I went I went on a tangent. Apologies on that, but you know some have called Hagen Smith's performance one of the greatest performances in all of Razorback sports, and not being the prisoner of a moment, it's not necessarily impressive that he. Struck out 17, it's how he did it. Mm -hmm. You went 15 up, 15 down. You struck out 17 on 78 pitches and 59 Mm -hmm. strikes. I mean, 59 strikes. I mean, just mowing them down. Tied the record held by Jess Todd, who struck out 17, and he needed 118 pitches over eight innings. Mm -hmm. That was back in 07. So, but then you're like, okay, what, what are we going to do? Well, they finish with 24, 23 total strikeouts on the ball game. You turn around the next game and blitz, and, and man, it, it's that's where I think it was Andrew Hutchison was talking about like win loss records don't really mean anything because you think about. You just go through and mow them down, mow them down, mow them down, and then you lose a game two to one. I mean, mm-hmm. tw- you had 25 strikeouts in the loss. You had 23 yeah. strikeouts in a win. You had 25 strikeouts in a loss. What, I mean, what was your thoughts on just the overall performance by this pitching staff this weekend? Oh, I mean, they got it done. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of questions. You always are kind of worried about, um, obviously, the injury bug or somebody just not starting off the season what they were hyped to do. I mean, you know, I know after, you know, Hagen Smith's first game, everybody, you know, it was just kind of like on a, oh, how is this going to go? And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to think, too, that was – it was – 33 degrees in Fayetteville that day whenever, you know, he started the, the first game or whatever it was. But, um, he, you know, he shook that off. And, I mean, he was just an absolute monster. Um, obviously, the bats didn't work to our advantage. Um, and, honestly, <laughs> we just left too many base runners on. Every game, it seemed like. Um, you know, it came back to bite us in the Michigan game. And then towards the end, you know, an error here, error there. You were on the last strike of the last out of the game a couple different times in the ninth. And it's just like, Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's another thing. You know, it was just like, what are we going to do, you know, to lose this game? But they got it done, you know, Saturday night, I'm just sitting there like, Oh my God, it's the 11th inning. Oh man, it's 12th inning. Now we're at the 14th. I mean, it was just like, I was just wondering at that point, how long it was going to keep going. Yeah. And just with the whole pitching performance, you know, it, Yes, Hagen Smith does did his thing, and Mason Molina coming in and striking out ten. The freshman, you know, guys coming in freshman in the, in a big league ballpark. You're not in the friendly confines of Baumwalker Stadium playing against the James Madison mm-hmm. or Army or Arkansas State or you know Little Rock. <laughs> You're playing against some top talent. You're playing mm-hmm. against some top ten teams. And for them to come in and do what they did, I mean, it's funny to see how many people want to criticize, you know, the pitching side of things. And we're mm-hmm. talking about the preseason, you know, injuries and stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, they, they've got a stable of pitchers. Mm-hmm. That and I, oh, man. Yeah, and there was a lot of, you know, questions from the fans, like, Why'd they pull Hagen? Why'd they pull this picture? Why, you know, and I get it. You wonder, especially when that picture is making a run that they're making, but we also have to look at, you know, we're at less than 10 games into this season. Pitchers are set on a, you know, basically a pretty strict pitch count and you don't want to sit there and push them through it and potentially something happen when you're on game six, seven, eight mm-hmm. of a 55 game exactly. regular season. Exactly. So there's a long ways to go. And, you know, we're just going to see some weird things. I mean, we've got grambling tomorrow. And we always know that these midweek games is where they like to mix things up, test some new things. And, yeah, we drop one here and there. Mm -hmm. I just think right now we just need to worry about getting through this healthy, getting a couple guys back before SEC series starts, you know, with um, Missouri. And uh, Dylan Carter, um, I, he's supposed to be back right around in March. So it's one of those, like, get these guys healthy into the SEC. Because it's going to be brutal once SEC season starts. Yeah. Yeah, because you're mixing in SEC play with you still have those midweek games. Mm-hmm. So that That's another thing. You, you you got a three-game set at Auburn. You play Little Rock. And then you got LSU at home. Arkansas State. And then you play Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. San Jose State, you got a Tuesday, Wednesday with them, and then you go to Alabama. I mean, this schedule is tough when it comes to – I think it's very underrated when you look at the aspect of what they have to do. 
Mm-hmm. It's a good thing they don't play outside of Bomb Stadium till the 21st of March. I mean, you start your first SEC series at home against Missouri, Missouri on March 15th. So, fans, a lot of a lot of time, chances to get out there and, and watch pretty much the first half of March. Mm-hmm. You get to sit there and watch Arkansas. And I know we're going to give another shameless plug to Autograph, but now's a perfect time to be signing up for the Autograph app. You never know what they're going to throw in. You get some, I mean, what if you get that, that LSU series coming up? I mean, who wouldn't want mm-hmm. a, a pair of tickets to the LSU series coming up on March 28th? I mean, that's always well, just a think of as many, all the fans that travel to Omaha. Mm-hmm. And, you know, say that you were always one of he, he mentioned bucket list things, like what they did with Tom Brady. You want to talk about bucket list things for some fans is getting the chance to go to Omaha. So, you know, that's one of those things to get in there now. Get in there early and start racking it up. And, you know, then, of course, moving on in the weekend, you have Robin Heron, I mean, Mm -hmm. after being injured last year, and, again, another team that you did not know what was going to happen with their pitching rotation, especially when with Shanice Dels. You you don't have Dels anymore. You don't have half. You don't have Storms, you know, where are we going to go? Who who are we going to lean mm-hmm. on to be that that go to person and transfer in Berlin, Robin and Cammons in? You've got three right there, legit pitchers that now uh, getting that confidence. Robin was showing flashes. Robin and, and Hannah and Lauren, you know, were were showing flashes as freshmen last year, and seeing what Robin can do. I mean. 11 batters struck out, 7-0 win, you know. That's just what this team needs is pitching. Mm-hmm. Man, one game away from Oklahoma City, you know, you're just looking at this pitching rotation and what this team could be. They have the lineup. Yeah, I think – I, mean, uh, I thought it was really cool to see – I mean, was it the attendance record set? Yes. Or – Okay. And a, and, a, and a program that's continued to rise, a program that mm-hmm. you're like, they're already set, right? And they're still setting attendance records is very, very impressive. And, Adam, you had a basketball game going on. You had the baseball mm-hmm. team down in Globe Life, and you still set an attendance record for your softball team. That just shows you where this softball team's at mm-hmm. and this program's at. And, look, I, I tell you what, I went to the women's basketball game and my buddy Pat Jenkins was leaving the softball game. It was 0-0. From the time he left Vogel Park, walked to Bud Walton Arena, it was 8 nothing. Razorbacks. Mm-hmm. That's how dangerous this lineup is. I mean, if you have the pitching like you have in the lineup that they have, there's going to be a lot of shattered windows this year. That's all I'm going to say about, like, how much they just just blast – the the Bogle Bombers for a reason, you know, and that's it's just mm-hmm. very exciting to see what this team is going to become. Yeah, you know, it's one of those that we all know what we've gone through with football and basketball and whatever, and it's, you know, now you've got two teams on completely different trajectories than those other sports. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, especially softball, I, I love seeing the attendance records set there just because, you know, the, the recognition and the fans that are, getting out there watching them. And it goes hand in hand with, you know, going over to um, volleyball and soccer and the other ones too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the women's sports, you know, they deserve every fan that goes out there. 
and starting the week off, you know, gymnastics getting getting a ranked win. I think it's their mm-hmm. highest ranked win mm-hmm. inside Barnhill Arena, upsetting number six Kentucky, and winning by almost a full point. And a, a full point in gymnastics is is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, what Jordan Weaver has been able to do with this team this year so far. Uh, Frankie Pierce, Lauren, you know, Williams, you know, hometown product. They've been just as impressive, you know, in, in a in a meet setting for you to win is hard. I mean, you could have the best performances out of a few athletes and still lose the meet. So another program that's on the rise that everybody goes and I mean, they're having to host their meets, three of them inside of Bud Walton Arena because the popularity it, it's mm-hmm. like they're Jordan told us, you know, before the season, it's almost like they're too big for Barnhill Arena. That that's amazing when you look at what this program started at and where they are now. Mm-hmm. It's great to see. I mean, you know, we heard all the kind of the hype before or as Jordan was being hired of like where this program was going to go and the the vision and this and that to actually like see it all mm-hmm. unfolding over the years is, you know, absolutely awesome. And and now you have all those Olympic medals on your coaching staff. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's in, – in the world of gymnastics, I mean, what better to train than Olympic gold medalist? And moving on to the last the, – the GOAT program, you know, that is the track and field program, the 11th SEC sweep. I mean, it, it's one of those things that, like, you keep seeing it over and over, but it's still just, like, amazing to see every time it happens. What's happened like the last he, five years in a row? You're just in awe over it when you see it. You're just like, oh, man, that, that's crazy. The and I think, time. you know, a lot of people, like, kind of sit on that because it is mm-hmm. so, you know, so many. But at the same time, it's, wh- why wouldn't you? Why, you know, why wouldn't you sit on it, hang your hat on it? And, and going from passing the bar from harder to Chris Johnson. You know, you come in as your first season mm-hmm. as the the track coach, and what do you get? You you get a SEC Women's Indoor Championship. You're ranked number one. Men are ranked third, I think, right now. But mm-hmm. the fact that this is their 14th SEC Indoor Champion, the men's, I think it's their um, – the men's fifth consecutive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just – it's crazy when – the thing that me is it's the 11th sweep. This is the 11th time that your men's and women's team have both won the SEC championship. That That is crazy to think about. What would you do? Oh, I struck out 17. What would you do? I threw a perfect game. What would you do? I scored 42 points in a basketball game. Well, what did y'all do? Well, we just swept the SEC championships. What did y'all mm-hmm. do? We just beat the highest-ranked team ever. I mean – this could be honestly. I mean, yes, we're going to celebrate this, but just looking at the grand scheme of it, could still go down as like one of the an underrated weekend mm-hmm. when it comes to overall what happened this weekend for. And I say in Fayetteville, even though some of the games are away, but it, it's really, really impressive what Arkansas, the spring sports, has to offer. As crappy as the fall has started with in the basketball program, now they're turning things around. And, look, you see what a couple of good wins by the Ben's basketball team and then combine it with exactly, Adam, what we were talking about the other week. 
the basketball team starts winning, the excitement gets there, and now guess what? Everybody's going to other sports. They're filling up the other stadiums. Mm-hmm. And if they keep winning, there's going to be more of it. And even with what's happened in the fall sports, if you want to hang your hat on one of the other sports and what they've done and their accomplishments, mm-hmm. so be it. Don't let other people bring you down because yep, exactly. you're – I mean, the fact is, is they're all Arkansas Razorbacks. So it doesn't matter what sport it is, whatever. Just because one or two other sports didn't live up to your expectations, our expectations, don't let it bring you down for the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it's just one of the things that the fans have a reason to, again, we, we call it PTSD when they think the sky is falling. Because they're Razorback fans. I mean, they're used to something always going wrong. So, mm-hmm. When they overreact, I mean, look, they have every reason to overreact. They, they act like this is the first time this has ever happened to them as being an Arkansas fan. I've been in this state for over 40 years, and I know what the Arkansas fan has endured being a Razorback fan. You've had a few glimpses of excellence when it comes to national championships. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hang on to those ones that bring you joy year in and year out, so be it. Exactly. But we'll end it on the show with one of the newest teams coming to Arkansas. You see I have a Fort Smith Marshall shirt on. It's one of the newest baseball teams coming to the River Valley. They just released their schedule online. They start opening day, May 23rd. Um, they will be playing their initial games at Crowder Field at UFIS in Fort Smith. They are working on building their own stadium and talking to the GM. We're going to have him on closer to the start of the uh, season for them. They're in the process of getting their roster together. But I'm telling you, that this could be one of those. It's only going to be a smaller scale of what the Naturals and the um, Travelers are. But to have something in the River Valley – kind of professional that people can go to enjoy and not giving away too much of information that we, we had talked about, but where this stadium is going to be at and just the nostalgia, them being called the Marshalls. It's, it's funny, me and Greg were talking about the timing of them naming this team and with the museum and, you know, Bass Reeves, the show coming out. I mean, <laughs> this is going to be a time to really get some people to come enjoy some that can't make it to Northwest Arkansas, that can't make it to uh, Little Rock to watch the Travelers, hey, you'll be able to come watch some some semi-pro, semi-minor league ball in, in Fort Smith very, very soon. Yeah, it's a, from, I guess, my understanding, the, you know, the professional development type yeah. league. I think you're going to see, I mean, college athletes, essentially, like when the season's done from their school, you know, we see several Razorbacks go off to different leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, before they come back or go, you know, so I think that's essentially what it is. And it's one of those things, yeah, if you can't make it to Little Rock or even up to Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Springdale, whatever, you know, it's right in our backyard. And and so. they're going to make it fan. This is going to be a fan-driven league, a program. Mm-hmm. They want fans to come out. But, I, I again, not straight – again, we'll talk to Greg about it when he comes on, but – you know, they are wanting a major league atmosphere to -hmm. come even while they're playing in Fort Smith. They're wanting to bring a major league type atmosphere to Fort Smith, to this program. And I think a lot of fans are going to be skeptical of it because it's not the Naturals or 
for the travelers, but you give this a team a year or two to build itself up, you're going to be very surprised on the product that you're going to get. And definitely let them be their own thing. Like yep. it doesn't have to be the naturals, the travelers, whoever. I mean, this is its own entity. Just go out there and support it. I mean, support your area and, and just go enjoy it. Exactly. Well, Adam, is there anything else you got to, before we wrap it up? No, All not right. really. There's a big plate of games this week, so yep. everybody check out the schedule. All right. All right, well, that will do it for this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast presented to you by Sterling Roastery and Soap Company, uh, Bet Online, Arkansas Brewing Company, Arkansas Tech University at Ozark, and Metters Lumber Company. We're going to try to get Justin McLeod on this week to talk some Razorback softball. Uh, plan on having him on possibly tomorrow for about 30 minutes to go over his thoughts on Arkansas's season and, of course, we're going to be coming to you uh, midweek to talk about some things going on because there's just so much going on in Razorback. Well, you know, we have Russell on, and we're at an hour and one minute. So, you know, it, it's, it's a busy time. Hopefully this winning streak continues for the men's basketball team because it starts giving Razorback fans a little bit of hope and something to be cheerful about uh, opposed to angry about. But we mm-hmm. will catch you later on the week. Thank you for joining in, and do not forget to go – Download the Autograph app. Use our promo code to sign up. Start inviting your friends. Looking at the articles, especially the likes of Best of Arkansas Sports. Catch our podcast. We will be uploading them as soon as we get done here, and we will catch you tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.